You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. I always think about like what an opportunity it is to be doing what I'm doing and especially to be here in St. George in my first world championship. I've waited years to get to an Ironman World Championship start line, so just feeling grateful for the opportunity and being in the position I'm in at the race. So That was Sky Munch. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Welcome and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. We are here recording at our studio located in the UFOS Recovery Lounge in St. George, Utah for the Ironman World Championships and our Triathlon Week series. Today on the podcast, I am seeking up with the incredible, super fast, professional triathlete, Sky Munch, who came in fourth place at IM World Championships yesterday. We caught up with Sky earlier this week to talk about what she was looking forward to on the race course, what she does when she's not training and racing, and we got the scoop on what she might advise her younger self back on her first start line. Big thanks to our partners at UFOS and Inside Tracker. Before we dive in, shout out to UFOS. UFOS is a global leader in recovery footwear founded by a team of industry veterans looking to help runners and fitness enthusiasts recover better from their workouts. As a triathlete and runner, I live in these shoes when I'm not clipped in or out on a run. I even keep them in transition on race day or in my post-run race recovery bag. Made with revolutionary UFOM technology, UFOs are designed to absorb 37% more impact than traditional footwear, so your body doesn't have to, helping you recover and recharge between sessions. Head over to UFOs.com to shop all styles and feel the ooh. More about Inside Tracker later. Now, on to my conversation with Sky. So I, this is so awesome. Thank you so much for popping by in the yeah. middle of your training and everything. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I was out doing some other interviews. It's kind of part of the job coming yeah. to World Championships. So yeah, happy to be here. How do you weave all the media interviews and talking about your sponsors and brands yeah. that support you into trying to get into your mental zone. Yeah. Cause as a triathlete, I mean, I understand like I wouldn't, I can't even process information during the, <laughs> the week before a triathlon. Well, this is my first world championship. So it's really my first time trying to manage all of this. Well, I guess I did 70.3 worlds, but I feel like the Ironman world championship brings a little next level of this media. Um, but I've just tried to plan it accordingly. You know, you reached out fairly early, so I was able to work out what I thought would be a good time. I coordinated with my coach. He said, Hey, like training wise, what would be a good time to go do these interviews? And then, yeah, I'm just focused on 
resting as much as possible outside of these commitments. And then mentally, I mean, I've been preparing mentally for this race, what I feel like for months. So if not years, (laughs) so So the mental aspect, I definitely want to make sure I get some quiet time to really, you know, make sure I'm in the zone and ready for it. But, um, yeah, we've still got a few days. And now like this course, it's your backyard. I mean, you've been training here on this course, which by the way, is so beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So for months you've been coming, well, more than months for how long have you been training on the course here? Well, I honestly only came down once in March for a few days, but I have been down, obviously I've raced a 70.3 several times. And then I used to come down here, um, with a training group more regularly, um, years ago. So I am familiar and I've ridden it and I've been here in crazy weather conditions and yeah, all the above. Like I know, I know what St. George is capable of delivering. That's for sure. So So. what do you, what's your favorite segment or part of the course? And, or maybe you have a few, like, what do you love? Yeah. Um, you know, I love the veil loop on the bike and I forgot how awesome it was because I, it had been years since I'd done that. And I came here in March just a few months ago and wrote it again and was just reminded how beautiful and you know, it's quiet back there. There's not a lot of cars, um, and just kind of rolling. But with that said, I rode it two days ago into a crazy headwind and it lost a bit of its charm with that headwind. I'll be honest. (laughs) What's a crazy headwind? I think it was like 20 to 25 miles an hour. Like that's pretty strong. That's windy. Yeah. Yeah. That's next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but still it's just beautiful. And you know, obviously Snow Canyon's absolutely stunning, but I think the Veil Loop, Gunlock Loop, like that's my favorite. So if I were going to go check out a section of the bike course go do that. and only had like a couple hours. That, yeah, yeah, go do that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. So when did you get here? When did you? Um, drove down from Salt Lake on Friday. So just been here a few days. It's oh. kind of nice to be here this early. I've never been here, been to a race this early before. I was going to um, ask, like, how early do you usually get to a race? Before? I mean, usually it'd be like three or four days max. Um, so it's kind of nice, I guess, to get settled and just a lot more time to relax. Whereas if you come in a few days before, it's kind of like, boom, boom, boom. I got to set up. I got to get my training done. I just have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, you know, what else have you been doing since you've been here? <laughs> Literally training, eating, sleeping. Like that's it. Making sure my stuff's ready to go. Um, watching some Seinfeld. I'm my husband and I are into Seinfeld right oh, now. Oh, really? Watching all of them. Yeah. But otherwise I've been trying to keep it really low key. Cause obviously you could spend a lot of time out in the mix and the hype. Uh, yeah. people want your time, things like that. But you know, I, I want to be really prepared for race day. So you have to get into I'm your zone. Focused. Yeah. I've got these few things I'm doing and you know, I've met up with some sponsors and things like that, but, um, yeah trying to keep it as low key as possible. So are you up to the Seinfeld episode where the bird hits Elaine in the head? No. Oh my God. That's like the story of my life in New York city. <laughs> well, I'll like, look forward to it. Yeah. And when you see it, I'll be like, that's Marnie. Be like, that's Marnie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you got here last week and you're kind of getting into your zone. You're yeah. doing all your like last training before yep. the race. So when did you, did you taper or are you not tapering? Like what's your strategy around that? You know, I'm not the best person to ask about that. Cause I just do what my coach tells me, uh, <laughs> but I can't. Cameron, <laughs> did she taper? <laughs> he's, he's over there. Um, we're definitely easing up on the training okay. for sure, but it's not like we just totally take the brakes off and don't do any volume or don't do anything. So, yeah. I mean, I did a two hour run on, um, Saturday, I think. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not like we're like, oh, we can't. 
put any miles in the legs the week before, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a coach obviously, but I personally, when I train for races, like I don't like to put the brakes on. Like I understand it's really important to kind yeah. of like taper, yeah. but at the same time, psychologically and mentally, yeah. it's not good for me as an athlete. So yeah, and physically, like I train every single day, day in, day out. Like right. it knows what to do. My body knows what to do. And for me, like the taper is nice, but I mostly just, I feel confident and ready if I get a lot of sleep. Like if I'm getting really good nap, sleep, all that, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll be ready to wake up at 2am on Saturday. That's yeah. For sure. Oh my God. So what's your pre-race process? Like, what are you going to do? Like in the morning? Yeah. Or? Like, what, yeah. Or, well, maybe it starts like three days before. Um, there's, I guess it's more the day before for me, you know, I, I really have to make sure I cut out the fiber and things like that. Yeah. Um, to make sure that run goes smoothly. <laughs> um, sorry. So yeah, I definitely change what I'm eating the day yeah. before and the morning of, I, <laughs> I don't like getting up early. I'm going to be honest. Like it's no. the worst for me. Oh, it's the worst for me. Yeah. So I try to get to bed as early as I can. And even yeah. though it's hard to sleep kind of the night before, at least like being horizontal in bed, you're, you're resting. Yes. Um, and then I set that alarm for as late as possible, but I do like to get to transition early. So it's, I'm not reckless. You know, I don't give myself only 20 minutes in transition. I usually get there when transition opens, but yeah, there's not too much crazy. Like I don't have these rituals or things that I have to do, but just making sure everything's ready to go and making sure I'm doing you know, hydrating and eating what I need to eat and feeling at peace and rested. So, so let's talk about what you bring with you to the race because because I have been obviously, hopefully, and yeah, I'm sure all of my listeners are following you on Instagram, but I'm also an overpacker. I know you're an overpacker. So yes, talk to me about, (laughs) you know, what you bring with you to the race and from food to clothes to everything, like what do you have to have? Well, I had the luxury of driving to this race, right? Okay. So yeah. I had, I had to have more for this race than probably yes. if I were flying to a race. For example, my dog, my yeah. dog is here. Um, Winston. Which, Winston. And I'm so glad he's here. What else? Did, I brought my instant pot because I like cooking my steel cut oats and rice in there. Yeah. Um, so that's handy for me. Then I don't have to mess with like pots and things boiling over. Um, Does that happen to you? Well, I use an instant pot at home. So you then, do? Okay. Yeah. So like, that's why I don't want to deal with the pots because then you have to watch it and make sure it doesn't boil over. So I, every time I make oatmeal, it boils it over, boils over oh, ruins the pot, ruins the stove. Like my entire family freaks everything. out when I come to their house because they're like, here she comes with the oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. You got to get the instant pot. Okay. What else did I bring? You know, it's funny. I actually forgot a couple of things that I meant to bring, but they're not crucial, right? Like right. they were just these extra things that I wanted to bring. But I do have, I do have probably eight cute outfits that I have yet to touch. So those are nicely folded up in my packing cube in my duffel bag still. I mean, I even bought stuff since I've been here. Like (laughs) I made my husband go get me sweats because I didn't bring a lot of warm, really, really warm clothes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I have enough, but I didn't bring enough lounge warm clothing and our accommodation is quite cold inside. So I was like, Hey, I actually I actually need more than I brought. So that's so funny. Um, I'm trying to think like what, how many pairs of goggles do you bring with you? Well, I have four pairs of potential race goggles and then I have my one pair of form swim smart goggles. And right. I, I only bring one of those. Yeah. The, the form swim ones, but I race in just like plain goggles. And so they're I, great, right? For open water, the form swim goggles. Oh yeah. I actually, you can see, yeah. For the first time I use them in open water. Um, 
this just this week in Sand Hollow. So it was awesome. That's great. Yeah, I had my Garmin connected to it and I could see how fast or slow I was swimming and how far. Because like, my coach was like, we want to get about this this many meters in. So I was like, okay, these aren't going by very fast. <laughs> All these <laughs> meters just like staring me in the face. I like it because you can see it right in the lens of yeah. the goggles as opposed yeah. to, you know, looking at your watch oh, yeah. and having to... Completely yeah. unnatural like, yeah. looking at your wrist when you're swimming. Totally. And you don't even have to really sight. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> No, you Depends just, the goggles where, just, yeah. yeah, they have a GPS and they tell you where to go. Just so do kidding. You, do, you, do you have like, um, and what about sneakers and bike shoes? Like how much gear do you I bring? I brought two pairs of bike shoes. I have two pairs of running shoes. I have two pairs of Burks. I have two pairs of casual sneakers. Nice. Um, and do you have any UFOs yet? No, I don't. So, All right. We need to get you some UFOs. Yeah, that's UFOs. why I'm here, you know? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So that'll... Yeah, more shoes. I'm, I'm going to go home with more than I came with, us for sure. So how do you... Well, you have your car, so you don't have to worry about pack, packing another suitcase. You right. just throw it in the car. Like, they're, I know anything I take back, there's just going to be, like, wedges of space that I'll be able to find for do all Do you pack stuff. in a lot of different bags, or...? Yeah, in the car, yes, because, like, a big suitcase, you know, takes up a lot of space. Yeah. We brought two bikes, only one for me, one for my husband slash coach. They, you know, to support me on runs or maybe even on race day. So oh, that's can, amazing. Yeah. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative health care, food as medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can, which is why Inside Tracker is my go-to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. Now back to my conversation. That's very cool. And now in terms of like your nutrition and Mm. overall health, I know that you are, yeah. So what are you doing for in general, like throughout the year, like, you know, in terms of your nutrition and health and like making sure that you stay fueled for all the training Mm. and racing that you do. Yeah. Fueling and eating and all of that is so important when you train as much as well, any endurance athlete does. So I'm like, my number one focus is always fueling for performance. Like that's what it is. That's the only focus for feeling, which is two parts, right? Like giving your body the nutrients and everything it needs, but also the amount of energy it needs. Yeah. I just focus on fueling myself. Well, I'm really into like trying new recipes and things. I like to cook and bake a lot of my own training snacks and in between snacks and all that. But then, you know, outside of that, I also do uh, get blood work done regularly, like to check on my iron levels and things like that. And I do have to sometimes supplement my iron. But otherwise, I try to get everything from food the best I can. And you've been also using Super Sapiens, which I love. Yeah, Yeah, so Super Sapiens actually, like in the last couple months, I noticed my glucose was like dropping quite low at night when I was sleeping. And I'm like, that's bad. That's not good for recovery. So I just started eating more during the day and it like went back up. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of value in having these tools. Yeah, so yeah, it's super sapiens. It's amazing. And what about, you know, after the race, how are you going to recover in terms of active recovery? And oh yeah. 
So after the race, I'll be, I'll make sure to straight away get some calories in. I often have my husband like with a recovery drink, like at the finish line, because I think that's one of the most important things you can do is just get like the glycogen back to your muscles immediately or an ice cream cone. That'll work too. So, (laughs) um, quick hit. But then active recovery is definitely a big part. Um, I'll definitely be in the pool the next day for some sort of swim and probably spin on my bike, but I'll take a few days before I try to go run again. Are you going to go to Kona too? I'm planning on it. Yeah. I'm qualified. So, um, it's a good six months away. Yeah. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'll have a break before then I'm sure. And what would be the next race then after this world championship here in St. George, Utah? (sighs) I'm not totally sure yet. I do know I'm going to the PTO, um, pro-am relay in LA. Oh, cool. The weekend after. Yeah. So I'll be getting on a plane a few days after this race. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm kind of eyeing out some Ironmans because like, I like Ironman. I'm honestly not decided. I, the PTO races are on my radar. There's some 70.3s on my radar, Yeah. but it's kind of like, we have to get through this race and yeah. then I can and focus. Well, because the other yeah. thing is like, if this race goes really well, then maybe I'll just be like, you know what? I'm good for a little bit. But yeah, if I feel like I need redemption, then I'm going to be, <laughs> I mean, what is your favorite part of the sport of triathlon? Well, like, I love racing. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I do genuinely like racing and that's certainly reflected in how often I race in a year. How many races do you usually do a year? I feel like I usually get like eight or nine in. Wow. Yeah. Of the 70.3 or Ironman or both? Just a mix. Yeah. Do you have like a distance preference? I like them both. I I have like started enjoying Ironman more and more. Really? Maybe because I've gotten better at it and I like thrive on the challenge of performing better at it. I think I do think I get more of a hit, I guess, doing an Ironman. It's like more satisfying if I do a really good job at it. Also, like I just had this experience with marathoning and half marathoning. I did one marathon and I'm like, I love half marathons so much. (laughs) Which sport do you love the most? Wait, out of the three? Yeah, out of those three. And then maybe Um, another sport beyond that. uh, It's so hard for me to pick. It would definitely be between cycling and running. Running yeah. is my first love. I always say that. Yeah. So I think running would probably be my favorite, but I really, really love cycling, especially where I live. I just yeah. love it so much. So I would hate to have to give any of those sports up. But right. But yeah. swimming is like, well, whatever. Well, okay. yeah. Swim, like I, I love swimming and yeah. I genuinely enjoy it. But if I had to like give one away, I would give that one away probably. Yeah. What would you add? I don't know. Is like hiking a sport? <laughs> I don't know, but I actually, we did some hiking when we were in Hawaii recently oh, and yeah. it felt like a sport. What do you love to do when you're not training and racing? I mentioned I like cooking and baking and things like that. Yeah. So I do love to do that. And then, you know, obviously spending time with my husband and my dog. And I do love going hiking with my husband and dog. Like there's yeah. mountains right by my house. Like we're right there. <laughs> the mountains are right there. And yeah, I genuinely enjoy hiking and I like house projects. I'm kind of weird. Like okay. I was eyeing out my backyard before leaving for this race. And I'm like, what am I going to do when I get back? Because, you know, I can see like some weeds I'm going to pick some, some like things I'm going to fix up in the backyard. So I, yeah, I like you're, house projects. You're like, you're like constantly on the move. <laughs> yeah. Plant a little garden, maybe see if it lasts through the summer. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any other plans beyond racing, like in terms of travel or... And your backyard? Not right now, but certainly just depending on like if if I take a break or certainly by the end of the year, like end of season, always try to take some kind of trip and, you know, some time away. Don't focus on 
maybe don't even bring the bike, you know, just, just like a actual normal human being trip. So. That would feel so weird. <laughs> like yeah. it feels so weird to be anywhere without my bike. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll definitely fun. run. Yeah. Like yeah. anywhere I go, I'm going to go for a run. Do but. you take your sneakers with you wherever you go? Oh yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give your younger self when you first started doing triathlon? Honestly, I would tell my younger self to find a way to get better at the swim and understand swimming better. Cause I don't know. I think part of the challenge with swimming is just like mentally understanding what your body's supposed to be doing in the water and all that. So if there's a way I could force myself younger self, although I wasn't that young, it yeah, would be like it just 20 a, something year olds. Yeah. Guy. It was a couple just, years ago. Yeah. Just like how impactful, like really trying to get that swim to click. Cause I felt like I was trying hard, but in hindsight, I'm like, man, imagine if I did this, imagine if I did that, you know? What are you going to be thinking when you're out on the race course and it's amazing or maybe there's some challenge? Like, is there, yeah. I always think about like what an opportunity it is to be doing what I'm doing and especially to be 